We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Uncontested an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy P. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. If y'all, if y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. I'm here to stay. That was Paul George, just barely more than a year ago, at a time when Thunder fandom uh, seemed to be at a peak a little bit. As you could hear the the cheering fans in the background, I think a lot of us in our own homes probably felt the same way. Obviously, what he said wasn't true. Um, here we are today, and he he is uh, not here to stay in Oklahoma City. How you doing, everybody? It's Justin here tonight uh, with solo pod for you. And in case y'all didn't quite get it, this is the uncontested podcast podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder pop culture and the NBA. Proudly a part of Blue Wire Podcast Network. Let's go ahead and uh, jump right in because we got some stuff to talk about. A man named Paul George signs with the Los Angeles Clippers in a very, very surprising move that I don't think any of us saw coming. I think it, it took all of Thunder Nation off guard. I think coming into this summer, we were all feeling relieved, maybe even excited to just kind of sit back relax and enjoy what was supposed to be a wild free agency without having to worry about what would happen to the thunder for once. <laughs> but little did we know we should have been very worried. Um, obviously 
couldn't see it coming. There was nothing, no indications, no signs that really kind of pointed pointed to this being a possibility. Kawhi, to his credit, keeps a very tight ship, doesn't leak information that he doesn't want leaked. And apparently, based on a very well-written piece by Ramona Shelburne that came out today, had really kind of been pulling the puppet strings behind the scenes and orchestrating this deal, uh, reached out to KD and was rejected. KD already had plans to go to Brooklyn. So he started looking for another superstar to pair with to end up with the Los Angeles Clippers and somehow came to the conclusion that he should come after Paul George, who seemed to be content in Oklahoma City. However, it sounds like what he did was played on the same insecurities that were plaguing the fan base. The two straight first-round exits, the aging Russell Westbrook, the lack of support cast around these two stars, the clunkiness of some of the contracts on the Thunder books, and the inability to do anything creative because of the financial hardships that the Thunder were facing and how constrained they were, all of those things that we felt as fans, you know that Paul George felt it just as much. You had Shams reporting that both Paul George and Russell Westbrook were known to be discontent with the organization. So when Kawhi Leonard reaches out, it wasn't the kind of thing like when Kevin Durant left to go to Golden State where they apparently had been talking about it for months. This was different. This uh, apparently caught George's camp off guard. It was surprising. However, it didn't keep him off guard for long because in the span of about a week, it sounds like, um, maybe less than that, he convinced him to join the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, forsaking two years of his contract and going back on that quote that we just heard from last summer saying, I'm here to stay. Sounds like Kawhi moved a meeting with the Lakers a couple times so that he could meet with George in secret, which is just incredible. You think about Kawhi, everyone jokes about him being a robot, but like this dude, he's out LeBroning LeBron right now. And it's kind of incredible. Ultimately, uh, it leaves the Thunder without Paul George, without a key piece of their future, without somebody that we thought we had two more years with. How many times have we talked about the two-year championship window of the Russ PG era still being open, what we had in front of us, the opportunities, uh, the possibilities, they're all gone. I know a lot of you are probably feeling some grief, and that's okay. I want to walk us through this deal, this, the trade, the Paul George trade, the events that transpired late in the night. I'm going to do it with the five stages of grief. So the first stage is denial. And I think everybody went through this, whether you stayed up and experienced it live, like I know Taylor and Kamiar and Nick were doing uh, based on the Slack messages that I woke up to. I was not. I was asleep. After doing roughly 150 cannonballs into the pool yesterday, I was exhausted. And I actually was woken up by my wife this morning who said the Thunder traded Paul George. And she turned over and showed me her phone that had a picture with a headline that said Oklahoma City Thunder trade Paul George to the Los Angeles Clippers. It was a picture on Facebook. So my immediate reaction is denial. I'm like, that's not real. That's not true. So I pull out my phone. And just based on the number of Slack messages and text messages that I missed last night, I went, oh, no, I think it might be real. But the first thing I did is I go to Woj's, Woj's account. I go to Woj's account, and 
I go through his timeline. I start scrolling back and I see the tweet. I see the tweets outlining the deal. I see that it was part of a package to get Kawhi Leonard to go to the Clippers. And I just stare at it and I think, no, this can't be real. Like this is a fake Woj account. Like I got got, everybody got got, it's fake. I'm looking for clues like, okay, somebody changed their name. They changed their profile. What is it? What's wrong here? And it's not fake. And what that leads to is me scrolling back through Twitter through the last, you know, six hours of tweets that I missed. Hundreds upon hundreds of tweets going all the way back to the initial reactions of when the trade news broke. And I just sit there and I stare and I'm I'm numb. And it feels like 4th of July 2016 all over again. And I'm thinking, this can't be real. PG said, I'm here to stay. And uh, he didn't. He left. So then we move into stage two. The second stage of grief is anger. And so then my mind thinks, okay, you know what? PG's a snake. He's just as bad as KD. I think uh, Tupat, actually, he posted on his Instagram story a picture of a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I start getting those kind of mental images in my head. Like, this dude just came in and lied to our faces. He said playing with Russ was more important than winning any championships. The brotherhood that he found in Oklahoma City was so powerful, it convinced him to walk away from the glitz and glamour of the Los Angeles Lakers. But apparently, that wasn't true. Um, You know, I also, I started getting mad about, you know, why does Oklahoma City get hurt by what should be a completely irrelevant free agent move. This was supposed to be the summer where we get to sit back and watch and enjoy the chaos because we know it shouldn't affect us. And somehow Kawhi Leonard deciding that he doesn't want to play in Toronto anymore and he needs a a buddy to team up with. Somehow that becomes the Thunder's problem and something that we weren't even involved in is now kind of uh, collapsing our entire franchise. And if I'm being honest, somehow this still feels like KD's fault. If KD hadn't told Kawhi no, then he would have left Paul George alone. So I feel like KD kind of screwed us twice. And ultimately, I feel like I'm mad at the 4th of July. I just wish the 4th of July would stop existing because all it does is take superstars away from Oklahoma City. And I'm mad at Bill Simmons just because he's Bill Simmons and he hates Oklahoma City. I listened to the Ringer NBA pod, and Bill Simmons wasn't on it, but we all know they're Bill Simmons' disciples over at the Ringer, and it didn't take five minutes before they started talking about the Harden trade, and I'm like, guys, it's not relevant. Just leave it alone. So I'm mad. I think we all went through that stage. Maybe some of you are still in that stage. I don't know. I think a lot of people started to get to question maybe the front office, like why did they do that trade? But I'll get into that in a second, but I I don't think there's any way you want an Anthony Davis situation unraveling in Oklahoma City. So then I move to stage three. Stage three is bargaining. So then I think myself, uh, much like most of you, start thinking, well, hang on, hang on. Maybe this will be okay. If Paul George didn't want to be here, whatever, maybe we can keep Russ and Steven Adams and still make a playoff push. Well, wait, what if one of those, some of those draft picks and Danilo 
Gallinari, we can trade them to the Wizards. Maybe we can get Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal and Russ and Adams, that'd be a heck of a trio. That'd be a big three. We, we could compete in the West. Maybe we get home court advantage. Maybe we could, could really make some noise in the, in the playoffs, and that'll show Paul George. That'll show everybody. But let's be real. That's not going to happen. Uh, one, I think it's been reported the Wizards are not interested in trading Brad Beal, despite everybody being convinced that they were for so long. Uh, it sounds like that's off the table. And you look at this team, as they're currently constructed, the players that they owe money to, there's no way that the ownership is going to be willing to pay that deep into the tax for a team that honestly doesn't have a shot of bringing a title to Oklahoma City. There's no reason to do it. So then we reach stage four, which is depression. And maybe some of you are still in this stage. Who knows? So my first thought is, it's over. We're going to have to blow it up. We got to trade Russ. We have to trade Russ. And the first time that thought ever entered my head was 2016 on the 4th of July when Kevin Durant announced he was leaving. We realized we can't let Russ do the same thing to us. We can't let him walk for nothing. Now, that situation was completely different. We signed Russ to a massive extension. He became the king of Oklahoma City and showed us nothing but loyalty ever since. However, where the Thunder are at now, that's not the avenue that we can go down anymore. I don't think it's the right move for the franchise. I don't think it's the right move for Russell Westbrook. I think, and it sounds like they are, that the Thunder have to sit down with Russ and have a conversation Um Talk to him about what he wants to do. Russ, where do you want to go? We want to help put you in a position where you can win a title. And I think us as Thunder fans, I can't speak for everybody, but at least for me personally, you know, I want to see that for Russ. I would love to see him get traded to a contender. I'd love nothing more than to see him win a chip. I wish that would be in Oklahoma City. That was that was my ultimate dream. You know, KD leaves, Russ stays, and as a reward for his loyalty, he brings a title to Oklahoma City, doing something that Kevin Durant always said he wanted to do, but apparently didn't want to do as bad as he just wanted a championship for himself. That would be an incredible story. And when Paul George came, I thought that was a, a pretty big step towards making that, that vision a reality. Do I think he can do it by himself? Absolutely not. We saw what he can do when he's just on a tear in his MVP season. It was incredible. He hit every shot he had to hit, game winner after game winner, clutch, more clutch than KD looked at times. It was an incredible season. And the Thunder missed the playoffs. And the bad thing is, since then, the West has only gotten much, much, much harder. I just don't think it's possible for that team with Russell right now, especially because he's not as good as he was back in the MVP season. There, there's no way that that team makes the playoffs. And so when you think about how much money the Thunder were spending, there's no way that he can stay. And honestly, the thought of a Thunder team existing without Russell Westbrook feels like a total nightmare. Like I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to close my eyes and go to sleep tonight just because of the thought of it. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. 
we need eight hours of sleep. And with as chaotic as free agency's been lately, who knows how much sleep we're really going to get. One of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or too cold. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. Like a good teammate. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. In a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. To celebrate Independence Day, get a free gravity cooling blanket plus free shipping with your pod purchase, a $300 value for free. Offer ends Monday, July 8th. Visit 8sleep.com slash bluewire. That's 8sleep.com slash bluewire. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash bluewire. Okay, so then I start thinking, the NBA has as much competitive balance as it's ever had in recent years. The Warriors dynasty is dismantled. LeBron's epic run of championship-level squads is not where it used to be. You know, LeBron's getting old. Him and AD, they're going to be awesome. I'm sure of it. But the surrounding cast, I mean, you're bringing back JaVale and Rondo and Alex Caruso. I'm not so sure. You have so much parity across the league, and yet Oklahoma City is going to be on the sidelines for really the first time since they've been in Oklahoma City. We had that one year at the very beginning where they stunk. But it was okay because they were new and we were all excited to have a franchise. And so we can look past the terrible games. You got excited when they won their first game. Uh, It was the little things back then. But then the very next year, I mean, they were instantly in the playoff conversation. And then the year after that, they took another leap. And ever since then, the Thunder have really been in that upper echelon of NBA teams competing, always talked about as a real chance to be a contender. And that started to fade even before PG left, I I started to think, you know, if PG had stayed, he's coming off two injuries. He probably, based on the surgeries and the recovery timetables, you know, he probably doesn't play till December, maybe January. And is that Thunder team good enough to make the playoffs? With as tough and stacked as the West is, and as many good teams as there are, Can the Thunder survive three months without PG to make the playoffs once he returns? I don't know that it could. And if that's the case, then you're really looking at a one-year PG rush championship window. And that's tough. And so from that point, I start to move from depression into acceptance a little bit. You know? Like, how good was the Thunder team actually going to be? I don't know. They're, they're definitely not going to be as good without him. But with him, I don't know I don't know what we had. We had a ton of glaring issues last season. Those aren't going away. The Thunder couldn't make anything 
uh, drastic this offseason happened because of their financial situation. And so they're not going to be able to bring in, you know, a dead eye shooter. They made some nice moves, some moves we were excited about, I think, that would be complimentary pieces. But for the most part, they were running it back. And we saw what that team looked like last year. They got bounced by Portland in the first round. So when the West gets better and your team stays pretty much the same, I don't know that the Russ PG team is a true contender. So now with PG gone, you know, it's like maybe it's a blessing in disguise because look, the Thunder got a buttload of draft picks. Sam Presti is a, is a miracle worker. I don't think there's anybody in the league that could have gotten that haul for Paul George. They got more for Paul George than the Pelicans got for Anthony Davis, and people were calling that a steal. It's the biggest haul anybody's ever gotten for a single player in NBA history. The picks they got, a 2021 unprotected pick from Miami, 2022 unprotected pick from the Clippers, 2023 top 14 protected pick from Miami. Those three may or may not be useful uh, depending on how good Miami and the Clippers are during that span. But the ones where I think it gets really interesting, 2023 pick swap, 2024 unprotected, unprotected Clippers pick, 2025 pick swap, 2026 unprotected Clippers pick. By that point, Kawhi and uh, PG, you know, they're not they're not bringing championships to LA anymore. By 2024, 2025, 2026, they're old. As far as I know, that team could be the Clippers of the mid-90s uh, hanging out at the bottom of the league. And if that's the case, the Thunder are looking at three straight lottery picks, uh, which can go a long way. And th- there's two things that kind of make me excited about it. One is we know that Presti, like if, if, if you're going to have anybody rebuilding your team, Presti's the guy you want rebuilding your team. He showed what he could do kind of the first go-around with the Thunder, obviously. He knows how to draft. But I think, too, you you have to look at what happened in the league just this summer to really understand the value of draft picks. You have what uh, New Orleans was able to do and what the Clippers were able to do by leveraging those draft picks. Sure, they could have drafted them. They could have gone you know, the long, the process route. They could have drafted guys. They could have developed them. They could have picked the ones they want, traded for veterans, basically do what the Thunder did the last 10, 12 years. Or you can do uh, what the Clippers did, and you can package them up. If the if the Clippers don't trade Blake Griffin and Tobias Harris and bring in a ton of assets a few years ago, if they don't blow it up and get as much as they could for those guys, they don't have the assets to bring in Kawhi and PG right now. So you look at the assets that the Thunder have accrued, they could go the long game, and I would trust Presti to do a pretty darn good job of going the long game. Or, when the time is right, they could use those assets, package them up, and we know Presti's a wizard at uh, pulling off trades that are incredibly lopsided in his favor, and he could use all those draft assets to really bring in somebody that could be franchise-changing, could be a cornerstone player. Who knows who that'll be? We don't know how that'll shake out, uh, what path the Thunder could take, but having that many assets, there's just no scenario in which that's a bad thing. The other thing that I'm excited about, you look at who the Thunder do have, it's going to be a fun roster. Listen, I'm not saying I'm not going to be devastated when I see the Woj bomb that... uh, 
Russ gets traded to blank or Steven Adams gets traded or whoever, whatever way it shakes out, I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to cry grown man tears when I see Russell Westbrook play a game in another team's jersey. You know what? I'm still going to root for him. Probably the the only superstar the Thunder have had that I feel like I want to see win a chip. Harden, whatever. I actually don't think I hate Harden as much as most people, but I I don't really care if he ever wins a title, but I want to see the Brody get a ring. He deserves it with how he plays. I would love to see it happen. If it doesn't happen in OKC, I'll be super sad, but I'll be happy for him as a dude. But when you look at the guys the Thunder do have, and you think about this team in rebuilding mode and who they're pairing with all those assets, there's a lot of really fascinating young talent on this roster. You have Schroeder. They may or may not keep Schroeder. I would not be surprised at all to see them trade him. He's a valuable valuable asset that I think they could get some future future picks from. But he's still pretty young. So you have Schroeder. Uh, you obviously have Ferg that I think everybody's high on. Uh, you've got... Diallo and Deontay, everybody's favorite summer league duo. Uh, They're going to come back. They're going to get more development. You've got Darius Baisley, who now suddenly feels like a great draft pick for the Thunder. (laughs) They They have time to work on a project. What we thought didn't jive with the two year win now mode Thunder of (laughs) two weeks ago when (laughs) it feels like an eternity ago. Uh, now suddenly makes sense with the young core building for the future. Those guys can go get tons of minutes, tons of minutes. Give them all the minutes. You know what? Like get Mike Muscala out of here. Get all those old guys gone. Trade Robertson. There's no reason to keep any of those guys. Give all the young guys minutes. Get them experience. So as the Thunder start bringing in those draft picks, as they start bringing in those future assets, these young guys are getting road tested right now. And then you have to talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, that dude, he's awesome. If you haven't watched his highlights, I highly suggest it. It will help bring you along these five stages of grief very quickly. Uh, he's going to be super exciting to watch. I'm, I'm really glad that he's going to be in Oklahoma City. It's like probably the number one thing that I'm looking forward to next season now. Maybe the only thing at this point. Um but he's going to be really fun, and I'm, I'm really psyched about him being in Oklahoma City. And then you have Gallinari. Gallinari is a great player. Uh, I saw a thing, I think it was from Andy Bailey on Twitter. He does these things where he posts mystery player stats. And his whole point is to compare how guys that have the buzz about being the really good players often don't have incredible stats when compared to you know, guys that maybe fly under the radar. And he did one not too long ago where he compared Danilo Gallinari, who I think everybody just kind of is like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, but he's mostly the guy that, you know, gets traded whenever a superstar goes somewhere else. Um, (laughs) But he compared his numbers to Tobias Harris, who just signed a max deal in Philly, and everyone was like, yeah, that might be a little high for Tobias, but, yeah, he's probably a max guy. And Gallo's stats were better than Tobias. And I think it just goes to show a lot of times, you know, guys like Danilo, who aren't the big flashy free agents, they're not getting the the media buzz, they go under the radar. And he's really shown that he can be a solid player. 
And I think he was a big reason why the Clippers were so good last season, why they were such an exciting, young, scrappy team to watch. There are a lot of other reasons, obviously, a lot of other reasons that are still on the Clippers. But Gallo, he's shown that he's a great player, and I think he'll be he'll be really good in Oklahoma City. Whether or not he stays in Oklahoma City, I don't know. He's also a very valuable asset that Presti could use for further leverage to get more future assets as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him get traded just because of the size of his contract. However, if he stays in Oklahoma City for a little while, I think that would be really fun. I think what the immediate future holds for this team and this franchise and for us as a fan base is figuring out what happens with Russ. I think it's, to me, it feels inevitable. It's going to be kind of waiting on pins and needles, staring glances at my phone every now and then to make sure I didn't miss a tweet from Woj. It's going to be tough. Like I said, it's going to be devastating when that finally does happen. But once we get through that, I think then we can maybe fully move on, embrace the future a little bit. It's been a long time since this team has really just kind of looked at the future. Us as Thunder fans, unless you've been around another franchise, you've never really gone through a rebuild. The Thunder were in a rebuild when they first came to Oklahoma City, but they'd kind of already done the hard part. You know, they got rid of Ray Allen and those guys kind of got rid of the old guard right before they brought in Kevin Durant. And that was the beginning of a rebuild. Do I think there's another Kevin Durant out there waiting for the Thunder to draft him? Uh, probably not right now. Maybe eventually. Hopefully eventually. I think we know Presti has a pretty good eye for the draft. And if he starts getting into the lottery, we've seen what he can do with those lottery picks that uh, I'm fully excited to to have a future franchise player in the Thunder locker room in the years to come. But for now, it's going to be like summer league all the time, which <laughs> sounds terrible when I say it out loud, but think how much fun we had last summer getting psyched about the Deontay to Diallo connection. Like that's going to be during the NBA season, this young team, they're going to do stuff this season. That's going to surprise people. You got the new balance intern Baisley. He's going to do some stuff that I don't think anybody expected you're going to have Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to do some really great stuff. There's going to be a lot of really fun moments for this team. And there's going to be no pressure. And honestly, having no pressure sucks because it means you're not a contender. But I think there's been so much pressure on the Thunder core because of the superstars involved, because of the money involved, because of the history involved. I don't know. Whatever it is, all of the above probably there's been so much pressure around this team that even as a fan who has no skin in the game, it's it's been hard to enjoy. I feel like ever since the the summer where PG and Mello were brought in, the expectations for that team were so high that there was just there was no joy in it because any slip up, any crack, any weakness was over scrutinized, over analyzed. Hands were wrung over it. People were stressed out about it. Asking, do we blow it up? Who's the problem? How do we fix this? Do we fire Billy? Do we fire Presti? Do we trade Mello? Do we trade Russ? And it's just, all that's going to be over. And honestly, as sad as it is to see that era of Thunder basketball end, there's something ever so slightly refreshing about it to where we can just be the young scrappy team that any positive that they put together is seen as house money, you know? 
there are no expectations for this team. You're just developing, and it'll be kind of fun. I think my biggest fear is not that you know some fans move on. Honestly, there's some fans that I'm fine with moving on. I think there's there's a lot of bandwagoners that have been hanging around that I think this is going to be the final straw for them. And that's fine. They they can move on, and I'll be glad. I'll be glad to see them go. But what I hope doesn't happen is that the people in Oklahoma City, who have attended games, who have been season ticket holders, I hope they're not jaded. I hope they don't leave, because that's going to cause bigger problems. That's how a franchise loses uh, support. That's how a team loses their revenue. And that's how a city loses their basketball squad. Just look at Seattle. Look at look at all these cities. Um, look what happened in Charlotte for for a while. You just when you can't bring in the revenue, when you're not selling tickets, when you're not filling the stands, when you're not buying merch, that's the kind of stuff that really hampers your team more so than any superstar decision or trade or free agent move. That's the kind of stuff that can really tank your franchise. So I hope that the Thunder fans can use this as an opportunity to really show that they deserve the moniker of being the best fans in the NBA, that they can earn that distinction uh, and and really put it to test during a period when they don't have some of the top 10, 15 players in the league, which is something, a position they haven't been in for nearly all of their existence. It's going to be weird. Uh, I think we're all, we're all very aware of that, but I think it's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot to talk about. So for all of it, make sure you follow us here at The Uncontested. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out our podcasts. It's been a wild ride. Uh, it's crazy to think that last summer there was an emergency pod about Paul George staying, and here we are a year later with a podcast about him leaving. But you never know what can happen in the league, but we're going to be here through all of it. We appreciate you guys being there with us, interacting with us. It makes it a lot more fun, and there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be a lot to talk about. We're going to be back next week with a full group pod. Everybody will be done traveling. We'll all be back together. We'll be here to talk about the Thunder and whatever happens next. I'm sure we'll have a lot more news to talk about then. Until then, wherever you get your podcast, check us out. Like, subscribe, rate, review, five stars. Please, please, please follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Check out the Blue Wire Podcast Network. They're on Twitter, at Blue Wire Pods. There's tons of great podcasts from both the NFL and the NBA. Lots of teams. There's some general ones as well. There's a Blue Wire Buckets podcast that covers all the NBA news. There's the Real Sports Podcast uh, that was the number one podcast on Apple Podcasts for a hot minute. Uh, Check them out for kind of your broader league-wide news. And like I said, we will be back next week whole gang to talk about anything and everything that happens between now and then hello darkness my old friend thanks for checking out the pod tonight hopefully uh we worked through the stages of grief together i'm justin you can find me on twitter at okc tracker until next time stay strong and thunder up Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. 
The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.